The following message is transmitted at the request of the United States government. Numerous foreign aircraft from an area in Africa have been identified and are carrying individuals that are invading the country. Residents of the United States are strongly encouraged to shelter in place to avoid being attacked or taken hostage. and drop the bombshell. Sunday, June 9th. It's been a while. It's been a while since I've heard those sirens. It's been a while since I've heard this intro song that I cannot stop for some reason. I have zero control over the studio right now. Oh, my God. It's always something. We're here. We're live. The Sinister One, myself, joined with Billy. How you doing, Billy? I'm good. I'm good. I'm enjoying this music still playing. Billy, can you control the studio? Because for some reason, I cannot control the studio. Uh, let me see what I can do. I can just play a clip or something. Maybe that'll, like, stop that shit. I, I can't kill it. This is it MD. Will not I listen stop. to the Buck and Cap show. It's bucking great. Oh, my God. There, maybe that'll Word. stop it. There we go. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> you know, hey, we got a lot of first-time listeners You're not listening listeners to the Buck and Cap show, but we stopped the no. music. You're not. We got a lot of first-time listeners tonight. A lot of people that are like, what the hell's going on? Well, we're a little out of sorts right now because we've been off air for a little bit. Um, when was the last show we did? March, maybe? I think it was March. February? February? I don't know. March. February or March, we had Joey Casado from ZO2 on the show. It was February. And we haven't been back since then. According to the studio, it's February 10th was the last time we had a show. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yes. Give a hand for the laziest show in the history of shows. I mean, it's we're not lazy in general. It's just that we have other shit going on that unfortunately has prevented us from having shows. So. Right. Oh, yeah. We're just hardworking in other areas. <laughs> yeah, we've been busy. There's no doubt about that. So, we got Billy here, also joining us on the line. Andy, Andy, how you doing tonight? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It's good to be back. Good to be back. Good to be back. Somebody's saying lots of feedback on the delay. Can somebody check the feed and see if the feed is right? I don't know what's going on. 
no idea. Let me check. It could have been the song. The song sounded like it had a lot of feedback on it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. All right, we're all here. Good Lord, thank you. Thank you for those out there listening on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, as well as Facebook Live. Thank you for putting up with our bullshit. (laughs) The most professional show in the history. And you know what? The the, the worst part is I'm the owner of the network, and I can't get anything to ever work. The other shows are fine. They never have any problems. Bucking Cap, they go great. They got no problems. But every time... This show goes to air. We got some kind of problem. But, hey, we're here. We're going to work through it. Billy, why don't you tell everybody about what we got on the show tonight? All right. So, since it's been, uh, you know, several months since we've been on the show, we're uh, we're going to be a little more in-depth into uh, where we've been, what we've been doing, uh, why we don't aren't here as often as we used to. Um we're also, summer has begun since the last time we broadcast. We're going to talk about what our plans are for the summer. Uh, what, you know, what are we, do we plan on broadcasting in, in, during the summer? Are we taking the summer off? You know, things like that. Also, since we kicked off, uh, AEW had their first pay-per-view as an actual event. Uh, Hell yeah. Double or nothing. Um. We'll be talking about what our thoughts are on what on W Double or Nothing, uh, what AEW is going to be doing going forward. Uh, are they going to beat WWE and destroy WWE? Or um, and then also, um, you know, since we last broadcast, uh, we, we broadcast uh, from Virginia Beach. Is I don't know if everyone knows that or not. And recently there was a uh, a tragedy that took place here where a fucking moron decided to go crazy and shoot up a bunch of people and uh, we'll talk a little bit about that and uh, what the world is like nowadays and what what things that need to happen to change where we're at in the world but other than that it's a good happy show so yeah all right <laughs> hell yeah it's good to be back you know it's uh as Billy said there, you know, we're going to address why this show has become the world's laziest show and what's going on with the network, what our plans are. Uh, But right now we definitely have it for the world's laziest show. You know, there was a time where uh, through the many iterations and the many names of this show, you know, we started off as just a radio show and then we became a network with a total of, I think, four shows on the network at the peak. We yeah. had thousands of listeners. And then uh and then we got lazy. At least with the show. But there's a good reason for that. It's not that we got lazy, but life happens. And let's face it, Sirius isn't paying us. Podcast one isn't paying us. This network stays afloat Due to our awesome sponsors, who I just noticed the image is not showing up in the on the feed. <laughs> <laughs> but they're great. Let me tell you that. They are great. It was oh, there yeah. earlier. I'm telling you. It disappeared. It disappeared. 
It's the apocalypse, man. The apocalypse. You can see, you can see over over here. There's a black area. That's where the logos go. And they're not there. It's a it's a black on black logo. Um, you might not be able to read it. It's a slightly different, <laughs> slightly darker black for the wonderful yeah. people at Gnarly Beard Co. Uh, <laughs> so somebody Beard talk about Gnarly black. Beard. Somebody talk about our awesome sponsors, and I'll I'll take care of that right now. So while yeah. while uh, Mr. Sinister is uh, dealing with technical difficulties, if your beard is very black and just like that logo is right now, and you need to take care of it with some lovely beard products, go to Gnarly Beard Co. They got all your beard care needs there from uh, oils and combs and uh, waxes, other waxes, anything you could need. I, I personally didn't even know there were so many things to do to put in a beard until we were sponsored by Gnarly Beard Co. But now I know. But I don't have a beard yeah. because I'm a, a, a man-child who's incapable of growing one. But if you are a fully-fledged <laughs> adult who has a beard, male or female, no judgments here, yeah. you can take care of your beard by visiting Gnarly Beard Co. There we go. They're great people, great products. You can see you can see the image floating around on the Facebook feed. The people who are listening on iTunes and Stitcher and uh, Blog Talk Radio are probably like, what? what is happening over there? <laughs> you know? <laughs> A very it's, visual show, in case you guys didn't know that for a radio show, we're super visual. Um, yeah. It's really well, good if you, you can know, see us. You know, here's what happened is I never I never wanted to do the uh, the visual aspect of it because, I mean, let's face it, before that, I, I sat around wearing... wearing <laughs> I'm looking at the the screen as I'm moving these logos around. It's pretty funny. Um, <laughs> I, Let's put it this I, way. Mr. Sinister wants to do this show in as little amount of clothing as possible. That's right. And that's, that's why right. you know it gets hot in the studio. All this hot <laughs> air I'm blowing out of my mouth, it gets hot. Even but, when we did this, the show in the same room, Mr. Sinister didn't want to wear any clothing. It was a little awkward. <laughs> Um, I got used to it eventually. It was fine, you know. Uh, we got the logos but, you know, up there now, by the way, it. guys. The logos, yeah. Gnarly Beard Co. They look fantastic. Gnarly Beard Co. They're amazing. They put up with our BS. Um, exactly. No, they're so much what? Better people than we are. Yeah, they are. So what happened was everybody started griping. You know, all the people that listen on iTunes and in Blog Talk Radio, they would they would comment and they're like, "We want to see you guys." And I'm the only one, I mean, I am only but so competent, but I'm way more competent than Billy and Andy. So I was the only one who was able to actually figure this part out. So that's why you got my face up and you just hear their voices. (laughs) Uh, Plus, you know, face of the show, we figured best foot forward. (laughs) This shows Uh, how inept I am when it comes to technology. I used to call in with Skype, the easiest thing in the world to use. Like, grandmas use Skype, and they're fine with it. Somehow I can't figure out how Skype works to, like, call in properly with Skype. I have to use a phone. If I had had my way, I'd use, like, a rotary phone. They don't make those anymore. So I have to use my cell phone. But, yeah, 
Technology is not me. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, they've changed some things on uh, on Blog Talk that have made it a little bit more difficult for some people to actually connect to the show. Um, but one thing that they've kept throughout all these years, the seven or eight years that we've been here at Blog Talk Radio, we have the same phone number. If anybody wants to call in and tell us how much we suck, we enjoy that. We love the trolls. Uh, if you have anything to add to any of our discussion, uh, the number is 646-668-8869. I have that number memorized by heart because we've had it. That's never changed. I can't believe it all. Everything that Blog Talk has done, they, for better, for worse, that number has stayed the same. It has. And we're lucky. It's a very easy number to remember. There's not, there's not too many different numbers in it. There's only like three. So, yeah, it works out for <laughs> easy. Us. It is. I'm not remembering a phone. Speaking of remembering phone numbers, how fucking stupid have we got in society that we don't remember any phone numbers? <laughs> I, don't. I don't. That's the only number I remember. It's a block talk number of all the numbers to remember. <laughs> like, if I'm in jail and I need to call somebody to bail me out, I'm going to be screwed because the only number I'm going to be able to call. Is Blog Talk Radio. And you're going to have to wait. Capper on. <laughs> yeah, at least Buck Capper on every Wednesday. If you were waiting for me to answer, it'd be like six months, man. <laughs> it's going to be able to call fucking Cap and be like, hey, uh, can you call Mr. Sinister and tell him to come pick me up from jail? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So to continue the evolution, at the peak of the network, when we decided to become a network, we had quite the big crew on this show. And we had four shows, including this one, Running Strong. We had celebrity guests every week. Uh, We were making the news with some of the stuff that was going on on the show. Uh, I mean, it was it was big. We had a lot of fire under our sails, and we were able, you know, things were in our personal lives were also a little quieter that it allowed us to have the time to do this. Well, we went through some some changes on the network. We we changed up some lineups of uh, shows and personnel, and uh, we took a, you know, we took a big, what we consider was a big loss with a personnel loss. Um, you know, hindsight, looking back on it, probably wasn't a big loss. But at the time, it seemed like a big deal. Uh, that kind of took the wind out of our sails. Uh, around that time, now we're going back two years ago, around that time, I decided that it was finally time for me to get back on stage because I'd sat on my ass and not been on stage long enough. And enough people were griping that I needed to do something. So I started writing music again. I put a band together. That band became Sinister X. Uh, it took up a lot of time. Uh, that that first year, Sinister X was going between studios, music videos, shows, uh, rehearsal. I mean, we were we were slam-packed. Plus, I was running a construction company at the time as well. 
I started to run out of time. I started to get to a point. Oh, and I had Dead Air Vapor, which was an offshoot of Dead Air Nation, my vapor company that was going strong. And then eventually one day I got to the point that I was like, you know, something's got to give. I'm I'm a driven individual, but I only have but so many hours in the day. So this show and the network started suffering a little bit because of that. And uh, I decided to shut down Dead Air Vapor. Um, I had a lot of different reasons for doing that. It was and uh, no contrary to popular belief, Dead Air Vapor was a profitable company when I shut it down. I just, there were some things that I decided to, I didn't want to be involved with the vapor, uh, you know, production anymore. Um, so, you know, things got nuts. And then here recently, uh, you know, I finally got licensed in uh, real estate. I'm a third generation realtor. I mean, most people that know me know I've been in, you know, I grew up in real estate business and uh, I stepped out of the construction company and uh, I'm full-time real estate now. So starting off, it's been, you know, it's been kind of nuts. Real estate is a little different than construction. Um, You know, construction, nobody's calling me at 10 o'clock at the night wanting me to come remodel a kitchen right then. But in real estate, you know, it never ends. So, yeah, I've been kind of getting settled into that. And I'm finally at a kind of at a place now where like. I I kind of have a groove going. Um, so I've oh, started Stella to get a little back? bit. Yeah, Stella got her groove back. No, I mean, I, I finally, you know, I finally feel like I have some time to myself. And, you know, just, just as you feel like you've got some time to yourself, then something else happens. And uh, this is actually a very good thing that happened. But Sinister X, if anybody's followed our journey... You know, you haven't seen us on stage since August of last year. Almost a year. Yeah. Yeah, almost a year. Uh, we've been searching to to replace a couple members of the band, and uh, we finally did it. And, uh, you know, we've been rehearsing. Sinister X is back firing on all cylinders. And I got to tell you, um, just on a side note about it, well, I'm sure we'll talk more about it a little bit later, but, uh, you know, Andy can attest to this. Wow, you thought Sinister X was something before? These new guys we've got are phenomenal. The band is bigger, badder than ever. I mean, I'm not just hyping it up, Andy. What would you say? Yeah, I mean, you know, practices have been running better. You know, there's less tensions amongst, you know, members of the band. Everything's like a well-oiled machine. We're sounding great, and, uh, you know, we're just... Uh, working our asses off, getting ready to come back out and melt faces again, basically. Oh, yeah. You will, mark my words, you will see Sinister X live this summer. I guarantee that. Um, we're uh, we're about ready. I mean, re- really, honestly, I think we're ready to take bookings right now. Uh, but we're looking at July bookings, July and August bookings. So, you know, if you're listening, you want Sinister X, get in contact with us. We're ready to, we're, you know, we'll be ready to roll here in a couple of weeks. 
Uh, and we're going to go back into the studio, work on the follow-up to the Requiem, as well as uh, film a music video for the single that'll be off the, as of right now, untitled album. Uh, the single is titled, but we can't let you know anything about that yet. Um, exactly. So, yeah. What? I said you tease. <laughs> what you got to do, man. It's all yeah. about sales. And if there's one guy that knows sales, it's, uh, you know, the leading real estate agent in the Hampton Roads in the States. That's right. The real estate messiah, Mr. Sinister. Fuck you. That would be a. That, <laughs> <laughs> that, why do you say that, man? The Messiah, yes. You, the Messiah. Like, very Christ-like. The most That's Christ-like right. Look, person I'm, I know. I'm wearing Mr. a freaking cross, man. Yeah. This is like, That's this ironic. is the Mr. Sinister signature chain the thing fact that with a cross on it. Is like... <laughs> it doesn't, man. Look, there's no burns there. You see that? No burns. No. All those no. cells are burned away. Have you ever thought, have you ever thought for a moment then maybe I'm not the bad guy. Then maybe everybody else is the bad guy, and I'm actually one of the few good guys. You ever thought about that? No. <laughs> Damn. No hesitation, Andy. He didn't even Gee, hesitate. I know. Right? He's only thinking about himself, you know? <laughs> okay. You would be the first one to find out I'm the good guy? No, fuck you. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about you then, Andy. I mean, Billy, yeah. what have you been doing? Why uh, Why so are you I, uh, so lazy? Well, I'm a lazy part person. Here's the thing. All right, guys. We, we, we've we always been the laziest radio show in, in the business. We just uh, were more uh, punctual. We were, like, punctual with our laziness. We would manage to show up every Sunday or whatever day of the week we were doing uh, the show, but still be lazy. So it really fit my personality because I'm a very lazy individual. And so when somebody's like, hey, I got other stuff going on, I can't do the show. I'm like, okay, cool. That works for me because it really just fits right in with, with my vibe. Um, I'm, not the, I'm not a pusher. I'm a, uh, I'm a supporter of uh, laziness. Uh, also, uh, here's another thing in case you didn't realize this from uh, Mr. Sinister talking about uh, himself. Since your phone is breaking up. Yeah. Since hobbies are what other people would call full-time jobs, so we have like four at at once. So um, I don't like to put Hey, your phone is cutting out. All right, I'll call back. No, yeah. it's good now. What? Say something. Okay. I must have called back. <laughs> this is another reason why we don't do the show as much anymore because we can't ever get it together. Good lord. Right. Uh, yeah. To think, hey, we've had some major celebrities on this show, and I, I don't know why, but you know, hey, we fool yeah. them, I guess. <laughs> That's right. Andy, what somebody, have you been up somebody to? believes. Oh wait, he's back. He's back. What? Maybe. He's okay, back. Billy. Do we? Okay, there you go. Much better. Can you hear me now? Yeah. So continue. Uh, yeah. We're talking about hobbies or something. That's all we heard. So, 
as I was saying, um, I'm a very lazy person. But Mr. Sinister, in case you didn't get it from his saying what he's been up to, um, he has hobbies. But unlike other people who have hobbies that take little or no time or money, uh, Mr. Sinister's hobbies are like full-time jobs. That So he has like four of those going on at one time. So I don't like to pressure him into doing other things when he's already doing four things that take up all of his time and money. So uh, that's how I support the show is by uh, not pushing anyone to do anything. And, uh, yeah, that's what that's me. There you also, go. I'm only working two jobs now, so um, but somehow that takes up more of my time because I have to work more than I did before. So good, good things. We we everybody behave because our sponsor is in the chat. Hi, gnarly beard coat. We love you guys. Hey. What? Uh, right, we're gonna read the Bible verse. <laughs> what? We were what? We were, we're gonna reading read the another, Bible. We're gonna. We the Bible verse. Oh, yeah. We don't yeah. do anything bad uh, while the sponsors are here. Um, hallelujah. Right. Hallelujah. Nobody <laughs> say fuck while the sponsor's in the chat, okay? <laughs> as soon as they leave, we can go, we can take our clothes off again, but we gotta, you know, behave uh, while they're here. Um, yeah, Gnarly Beard Co., you know, those guys. I'm not just saying this because he's in the chat, but you know now that he's here, uh, those guys have exploded since since they first took us on and, and sponsored us. You know they were I call himself a messiah. <laughs> since when they took us on, you know they were kind of just starting off and uh, you know kind of getting it getting rolling, and we've it's it's pretty cool because we've gotten to watch them grow since they've been sponsoring us and i mean they're doing amazing things over there if you have a beard and you use i know we already gave them a promo earlier but i'm gonna do it again if if you have a beard you you got to use beard oil there is no better company than gnarly beard co i can attest to that i played video games with the owner uh you know i talk to him quite frequently it's run by by him and his wife and they are both just fantastic people you couldn't ask, you know, if you're like me, I like to support companies that I can really believe in. And Gnarly Beard Co. is definitely one of those companies. So check them out, gnarlybeardco.com. Billy, you said something about you have another job now. Now, last time we were on air in February, you were talking about, like, the soccer store wasn't going to be around anymore. What happened? What's going on? Yeah, that closed. That, uh, that final closed. Um, yeah. So that's, wow. that's gone. It's like the um, so the re- peak of Women's World Cup. Shouldn't you guys be doing gangbusters? Yeah, nobody cares about uh, women's sports. Uh, oh, okay. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, sorry, sorry to anybody who loves women's sports. Um, keep doing what you're doing. Love what you love. USA, USA. But uh, nobody cares about women's sports. Um. So yeah, so they uh they, it's. It's this it's this thing in society nowadays where it's really hard to have a small business uh, because yeah. the rent for anything is like ridiculous. The rent high. is too damn high. Uh, as a realtor, I'm sure you know this. Um, That's why you need to buy a and, home, and if you want to buy a home, I know who to call. Yeah, if you need to uh, if you need to buy a home in the Hampton Roads area, uh, there's this guy I know. We'll, we'll talk after the show. Contact us. We'll get you. We'll get in touch with you. We'll, we we know this guy. 
Uh, he can hook you up. But, uh, yeah, so they were the rents were going up, and uh, it's, it's just one of those things with comp- when you're a small business trying to compete with the Internet and trying to compete with companies that don't want you to be around. Here's the, here's the thing. Here's a little business lesson for everybody out there. Ten years ago, nobody shopped online. You could shop online. Nobody trusted it. Nobody did it. Nowadays, people buy their groceries online. So, like, all of these manufacturers, they don't want you to shop in stores anymore. They want you to shop direct from them online. And so they don't do deals with companies anymore to, like, put their products in stores. And it's it's just really difficult when you're a, a niche market, niche market, to uh, try to keep a store going. So. Yeah, and I and I'll, I'll take that business it. advice and I'll further it. If you are going to open a small business, you damn sure better make sure that it's not something that Amazon can do. You know, Billy said the grocery the store thing, but they're never going to go yeah. out of business. There's always going to be a grocery store. There's always going to be, you know, certain kind of stores like you know Subway. People are always going to go there. You know, there's always going to be. There's stuff that Amazon can't touch, and that's what you need to do. If you are thinking about starting a business, you need to look at Amazon or any of these mega online things, and if they can do it, there is no way in hell you can compete. Here's what you need to do. If you want to start a business, learn a trade, because trades can never be put online. They can't sell you an HVAC unit online. They can't sell you a refrigerator air conditioning unit online. So they can't do electrical work online. So that, don't become a tradesman. Don't I mean, if you're going to go to college and you're going to become like an engineer and you're going to make hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, do that. If you're going to go to college for you know women's lib art history, you're not going to make any money. So become tradesmen, everybody. They make buku dollars, and there's no competition online. Andy, this would be a perfect moment for uh, you to hit Dusty Rhodes' most famous speech. Let <laughs> me tell you something. To... Back to work after 35 years. Come home. It's a computer took your job. Got to figure out how you're going to pay the rent. Put food on the table for his family, you understand? It's hard time, Tully Blanchard. <laughs> Rick Flair, you brought hard times on Dusty Rhodes. That's right. Yeah. That's right. What's Hard your dad times out there. What was your dad? <laughs> was that the son of a plumber? <laughs> <laughs> I know my bill is a little big, you understand? <laughs> so, Rude, so the soccer store closed. You say you got two jobs. What are the two jobs now? So I work all the same time. Whoa. We're losing you again. Apparently it's a secret. Me <laughs> again? Yeah, we lost you again. You need to go to a better cell can you, area. Can you hear me now? Yes, we can hear you. Yes. All right. So, yeah, so I drive Lyft and I host trivia, but if you want to drive Lyft for a living, you have to do it all the time. So is that what you're doing? So, yeah. You're driving it all the time now? All the time. Every day of the What's- week. Like, how many hours a day do you drive this lift? Um, 
like actual driving, it's probably like six, but to drive for six hours of driving, you're on there for about eight to 10. So I'm, a, I'm on, I'm driving probably about eight hours a day, eight to 10 hours a day. In an average day of driving, how much do you think you make? An average day, I make about $120. Not bad. It's not bad. Like I said, it's a living, but it's just you have to do it every day. And then you have to drive. Like, there's, I average about 120 So there's days where I'll do like 60 And then there's days where I'll do like 200 So. Right. And it's not, there's no guarantee. So you have to like bank hours and bank money because next week maybe I won't do nearly as much as that. So. Right. So have you had any crazy stories yet? Like any just absolutely nutty lift? Uh, the craziest story I've had was I picked up, I got a, I got a, a, a ride requested and it was at a, uh, it was like at like the, the, Best Western, not the Best Western, like the Days Inn over at, uh, over by uh, Town Center, off of uh, Bonnie Road. It's like that seedy little hotel, like mm-hmm. down there. And it's, I'm like finally figured out where they are, and they're in this hotel room, and it's clearly having a party. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? And uh, two black girls get in the back of my car. And like these other guys, people get into other cars and they're going to, they're going to club down at the oceanfront. It's like the, the hip hop club down at the oceanfront. I can't remember what it's called. The cave. Um, I think so. Yeah. Something like that. And so I start driving down there and these two girls start making out in the back of my car. And the whole way there, they basically, uh, almost had sex in the back of my car. <laughs> And they they were not the most attractive girls on the planet. And they Dude, were. What do you do loud. in this situation? Did you say anything? Did you just nope. mind your own business? Nope. Mind my own business. Had the had the uh, the blinders on. Just drove as quickly and as efficiently as possible to get them out of my car. So yeah, well, that's that was, lovely. Uh, that was interesting for sure. And they both left, like, a bunch of shit in the back of my car, which I proceeded to just throw away. And, uh, yeah, like, articles of clothing and, like, makeup, like, shit, I guess, was probably falling out of their purses and shit. And, like, I'm pretty sure they were pretty drunk. Like, yeah. Wow. I'm lucky because I don't drive the, the, like, 12 like past midnight shift I don't do that so yeah I typically don't get too many drunk people in my car although it's weird because every once in a while on like a Sunday morning I'll get somebody who's like wasted which is weird to be like drunk at like noon on a Sunday but you know they're probably wasted from the night before yeah or it's just Virginia Beach you know that's yeah people get drunk in the middle of the day here (laughs) what else are you gonna do (laughs) I've, I've literally had people who were like drunk at like 11 o'clock on a Tuesday. I'm like, okay, live your best life. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> wow. Well, I drove some dude to you, Williamsburg. That was weird. <laughs> what did that pay? I bet that had to pay pretty good. That was, uh, that was 65 bucks. I think. Yeah, that was, but I, that you, know, you made, any, 
Yeah, I made sixty five bucks off of that. Yeah, so that was probably like a hundred and something bucks for him to pay. Wow, wow. But it sucks because I don't. You know, you have to drive back from Williamsburg. You don't get any fares coming back. So yeah, it's not that bad of a drive though. I mean, for no. sixty five bucks, that's pretty good. And your car and is pretty like fuel that, uh, efficient. Yeah, it's fuel. I mean, my, my car is good. So, and it was like it was. It was early in the morning on like a, it was like seven a.m. on like a Tuesday again. So like, traffic wasn't bad. Um, like where I picked him up, we ended up taking like six sixty four was the easier way to get there. So like, I didn't have to go through the tunnel. Wait, did you so say I mean, seven a.m.? Right. Yeah, it was like seven a.m. And some dude like worked in construction, and uh, the company he worked for was doing a job in Williamsburg, and his company pays for him to get lift wherever he goes so wow that's weird for sure <laughs> yeah. so when do you start driving i start at 4 30 in the morning oh my god that yeah, is ridiculous do, i usually uh, that's not true i used to do that i start at like five now because that's usually about the earliest that it's consistent so i'll get up at like five and you'll get people going to work in the morning I usually drive from about five till about ten. I'll come home and take a nap, and then I'll do like the afternoon, like three to whenever. I'd rather right. shoot myself in the face and do that. Good lord, man! <laughs> I mean, it's like anything; you get used to it, and it becomes like your routine. And that's like these morning show guys. You don't know, remember there was a time where we were. Talking about there was potential that we could have been a morning show if we could clean up our act, but also <laughs> we would have to wake up at like three in the morning. And I'm like, uh huh, yeah. not happening. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care what they're saying. That's not us. No. I was in the Marine Corps. I used to have to do that. So. Yeah, I'm not doing that either. No. <laughs> No, that's not you for sure. <laughs> no, I'm a night owl. You, do, you, know? you would do the you would do the late night. You would do like the the ten to ten a or ten p.m. to four a.m. or something like that. That's more your style. <laughs> Probably, yeah, yeah. But you know, there's a uh, there's a lot of uh, realtors. Who will wake up at noon and that's kind of when they start their day. I'm I'm pretty good, you know. I'm I'm used to working construction and and all that. I'm used to being up early, so I'm normally sitting at my desk uh, by by eight thirty, and uh, I'm doing what I got to do pretty early, but not not three o'clock. No. <laughs> no, 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 that's not you. No. Well, do you have any big plans this summer? No, nothing. Driving all the time. That's it. I got. I got to pay the bills now. So. What do you mean you got to drive all the time? Now. Well, I mean, I got my. I got. I have. I don't have my my normal steady paycheck that I could just always kind of count on. Oh. Okay. Now I have to pay everything with my with Lyft. So. Yeah. Well, you've got the. Uh, be like the extra money thing so we've got the dj thing right the trivia thing yeah i do that i, I make like 300 bucks from uh every two weeks on that so it's not too bad 
that's like my Houston. extra money thing now. So. And then you just went to Houston. Was that kind of like your did, pre-summer? Yeah, that was my that was my summer trip. That was my like uh, my trip for the summer was Houston. Which so was what'd cool you do? Shit to be in. What'd you do in Houston? Walk us through that. So there is a. Uh, I'm a big trivia guy, obviously, and uh, I, online there is a a trivia show called the Movie Trivia Schmodown, which is a it's all movie trivia. They ask movie trivia questions, but they kind of, the guy who runs it used to work for WWE as a writer. So he writes like WWE storylines into this like movie trivia show. And, uh, he like hooked up with Booker T somehow where Booker T used to do promos for the trivia league. And they, they, through that, they did, they did a live event in Houston at Booker T's world gym. <laughs> and uh, World Gym Arena, and uh, they did a trivia show in a wrestling ring. Some guy got hit with a chair, uh, you know. So, because <laughs> if you're going to be in a wrestling ring, it's funny because you got to get hit with a chair. Well, yeah. I was talking to the guy, they they did like in a previous show, they had a guy go through a table, and it was. I mean, these aren't wrestlers; these aren't most of them aren't even actors. And uh, it was literally, like, the worst bump I've ever seen going through a table. Like, it was so, like, it looked like he just laid down on the table as he was going through it. So, that's, they were they were trying to put somebody through a table at Booker, G, at Booker T's arena. And Booker T was like, uh, no, no, you're not doing that here. None of you are trained. None of you know what you're doing. Nope. <laughs> and they're like, well, you can just put him through the table. And, like, Booker T's like, Nope, uh, you I, you'd probably hurt me trying to put you through a table because you don't know what you're doing. So they finally figured that they could hit somebody with a chair. That was that was pretty much the safest thing they could do, you know, because all you got to do is get hit in the stomach, and then he's sitting there bent over and he just smacked him in the back with the chair. So, but I'll say this: it was it was pretty legit. It looked pretty good for non wrestlers. And the guy who the guy who took the chair shot, he's a big wrestling fan. So uh, after they cleared out the ring and he was like, people picked him up. He was like, "Let me go, let me go." And he did the Ric Flair bump where he just falls on his face, and that, oh, that was nice. pretty good too. So yeah, which which I appreciated, but I'm pretty sure I was one of the few actual like real wrestling fans there that knew what that was and got it. But it was sweet. So how was Houston as a whole? Did you enjoy Houston as a city? No, I I hate Houston. Houston as a city is <laughs> I don't know if anybody's ever been to Houston. Uh I don't, I compare Houston to LA as far as like it takes 40 minutes to get anywhere because traffic is just so weird and so like sporadic and it's just the layout of the city is really it's one of those cities that started out as a really small city and then like other little towns built up around that city. But then the city expanded to just like, you know, add those towns to it. So there's not really any like lay like cohesive layout. There's no like rhyme or reason to how the roads go. It's hot and humid as shit. Uh, they have Whataburger there. I love Whataburger. That was, that was good. Yeah. Whataburger is good. Good Tex-Mex food. I like Tex-Mex. So, um, but yeah, as a whole, it was uh, not my favorite city. 
Well, there you go. So, yeah. Andy, what are your big plans for the summer? I mean, uh, it'll be the end of summer, but, uh, you know, weddings in the family are a big thing this year. So my sister gets married in September, so I'll be home for that. That's my uh, big plan, essentially. Plus exactly. Sinistracts, of course. You could not sound any less excited about that. <laughs> well, you know, it's... But, uh, I mean, you're going to Cleveland. Not exciting for the oh. listeners. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, Whoa, it's always a good time in the, in, the, in the motherland. There's no one ever. <laughs> With your crappy football team, thinks they're going to do well, it's something. Gonna be the, we're going to be conference champs this year. We're going to playoffs. You know, a lot of, and there's lots of things going on. I don't, you know, Billy, I don't yeah, know what you heard, shit. but, uh, you know. But you're going to the, what, the, the Canadian Football League playoffs? <laughs> That's the only playoff you Because you through. certainly ain't going yeah. to the National Football League playoffs. Oh, we are. You know, uh, must be new or something. We're the best. Cleveland Browns. <laughs> That's right, man. Oh. Uh, man. Remember when they had Bernie Kosar and they were good? Oh, man, the good old days in the 80s. <laughs> yeah. They had yeah. – the thing I now love about Baker them – Mayfield. Oh, my God. See, they, he's oh, a rookie, Beckham. though. He, look at Dak Prescott. It happens Landry. with every rookie. They get blown up in the first season, and then they don't do jack shit the second season. But that first season, you know, oh, Baker Mayfield did pretty good. Oh, now automatically we're going to win the Super Bowl next season. But I'm surprised you didn't say you're going to the Super Bowl, or you didn't say you're going to win the Super Bowl. You just said you're going to win in the playoffs. So you don't think you're going to win the Super Bowl? No, not yet. The year after this one. If the Browns had a kicker last year, they would have made the playoffs. Because if they had a kicker, they would have beat Pittsburgh in the first game. They would have have, have won two other games, and they would have gone to the playoffs. Because Pittsburgh doesn't make the playoffs, the Browns make the playoffs if they had a kicker. Yeah. Which is scary. Do we want to live in a world where the Browns make the playoffs? I don't think so. There's enough bad things in this world. We don't need the Browns. Hey, remember, we won the last championship before the Super Bowl. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, my God. We we were so good, they had to change up the game. They were like, we need to make a real championship, and the Browns are never allowed to win it. Yeah. Oh. So who who do you think is going to go to the Super Bowl? You know we do this around this time every year, and we've uh, damn near almost been right every year. I was right last year. No, you weren't. We yeah, were both wrong. I we was. both said the same thing. I went, back, I went back and listened to the episode. I picked the Patriots and the Rams. That was no, you didn't. Go back and listen. You to said the, the Chiefs. Just like I did. No, I did not. I would never pick the Chiefs. Never in a million years. Those choke artists. <laughs> They're like the Browns, <laughs> only they make the playoffs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the only thing I know uh, is I don't think the Patriots are going to be there this year. I don't. It's hard to pick against them, but you got to think eventually that Tom Brady is not going to be – this is the thing. I feel like Tom Brady is, like, transitioning out of, like, football. 
He's starting yeah. to do it. He yeah. just trademarked Tom Terrific. Did you see that? No. What What is he like going to do with that? I don't know because they just filed the trademark paperwork. That's all they did. They didn't like announce what it was going to be. Tom Terrific. So, what is he going to have a children's terrific. show? He'll probably have like a clothing line or something because he's got his TV 12 or whatever clothing and shit. And like, or it could be like a food, vegan food line because he's into that shit. But he's doing all this other stuff. So eventually you got to think his football like focus has got to go away. Well, he said he was done at 45. What is he now? He's like 42? 43, I think he's going to be this year. Okay. Yeah. So he's got maybe two more seasons at most. But with, with Gronk Depending on, on now. Line, yeah. Uh, I, I yeah, wouldn't no be surprised if this very well could be Tom's last year. It, it, here's the thing. I'll say if this is Tom Brady's last season, he's going to give it his all and he's going to stomp everything. It, if he's got another season, they're probably not going to do much this year. Well, it helps that they play in the shittiest division in football because no other team in that division is worth a damn. Because Miami, the the Jets, and the and the Bills are all terrible, so that makes it somewhat easier for them. Um, I mean, you got to think like Kansas City, but again, like you said, it's it's Pat Mahomes is like second year in the league, so there's always that sophomore slump. Yep. Um, you know, you know who could be good is like the Texans because they get, yeah they get uh. They, they have a great defense. Healthy. The defense is really good. If they make a few pieces on offense, they could they could be really good. So that's who you think is going to be hot. Andy, who do you think is going to be hot? Other than, don't say Browns besides them. Yeah, no, I mean, we're not going to the Super Bowl this year. Who, who you do you know, think is I mean, going to be um, hot, though? We're, we're, I think it's too early for us think, to call Super think, Bowl, but. Yeah, I mean, I still think the the Rams are going to be good. Um, throughout, they played good yeah. all season. Everything else, they didn't make a, too many changes, so I think that's good for them. And so, like, I feel like the Chiefs, but not really. And it's tough out east. I don't know who it's going to be. Do you guys um, think the Steelers are not going to suck this season? No, they're, they're going to suck. suck so bad. Yeah, gonna maybe Baltimore come around then. You know, I mean, it's I mean, in our division, it's between the Browns and, Baltimore and the Ravens. You know, really, because Steelers haven't been good since Steelers, uh, Ben got Steelers out of the uh, sexual back, assault with game. Like awful. Yeah. yeah, they did. They they've looked terrible here for a while. Let's um. Let's take a music break and come back and uh, let's talk about uh, what's going on in the wrestling world right now. This is the part where we lose a lot of listeners who don't want to hear about wrestling, but I don't care. <laughs> yeah. no, Deal it's with back. it. Wrestling's back, man. Wrestling's cool it again. Wrestling is back. It is the new hip thing. We're going to take a music break. Um, I think I'm going to play... I'm going to play... Uh... They would play a little uh, ZO2. A little ZO2 to give a, a shout out. The, the last show we did, we had Zo, uh, Joey Casada from ZO2. Uh, and, and he's got a lot going on. He had talked about the, the show Wrestling with Joey Licious. 
looks like we're pretty close to a big announcement about that. Um, I, if I got to guess, it's going to be on the WWE Network. I, and I don't know. I don't have any insider info on that. I didn't. I probably could pry it out of him, but I didn't. You know, I'm just taking an educated guess. I think he's probably going to be on the network, but we'll see. Um, so we're going to play a little song uh, from ZO2 called Isolate. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Give us a like on Facebook. If you listen on Blog Talk, iTunes, uh, give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash deadairnation. We'll be right back.
Yeah. And that is our friends in ZO2 with Temptation. Good guys. I like to, uh, you know, I, I love when I have the chance to play music from uh, dudes that we know and dudes that are, that are just genuinely good dudes, and they could not be nicer. Um, shout out to Joey, if you're listening. Now be a good time to let everybody know that, um, you know, as we were talking about the, the last episode, we had Joey Casada, the drummer for ZO2, on. All of our episodes, the whole archive is available on demand anytime on blogtalkradio.com, iTunes, Stitcher, every other major podcast app. Uh, check it out. Go through the archives. Man, we've had some some big shows with some big celebrities and some great moments on here. Uh, it's it's nice. I do it myself occasionally to go back through the archives and listen to some of uh, some of our finer and not so finer moments, right? <laughs> That's right. Because God knows oh, yeah. we've had a little bit of both. <laughs> we're very, we're very polarizing. We're we're very either really good or really crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like me and pool. I'm either I'm either on point or I'm just completely off and it's a train wreck. You know, there's really no in between. <laughs> That's, That's how we right. do things. That's how we do. We're all in one way or another. <laughs> oh, hey. Speaking of all in, I am all in AEW. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you are. AEW. <laughs> now, I know we got a lot of wrestling fans who listen to this show. That's why we talk about wrestling. You know, people that watched me wrestle or just like wrestling in general. So, we got we to gotta, – normally, we don't say too much about wrestling except for like the big events like WrestleMania and SummerSlam and stuff like that or, uh, you know – I personally pay attention to all wrestling, be it New Japan, Ring of Honor, TNA, WWE, the indie scene. I'm very aware of everything that's going on, but normally there's nothing noteworthy uh, other than the WWE, which, um, let's face it, has been kind of stale for quite some time. Um, but now, yeah. man the tables have turned things things are getting shaken up right now there is some craziness going on in the world of wrestling i mean i know a lot of our listeners are probably around our age you know uh and they remember the attitude era you know the wcw versus wwe monday night wars you had nitro versus raw and uh both programs were edgy. You never knew what to expect. I mean, I can remember growing up watching wrestling and then, you know, the the Monday Night Wars came about. I was a little older at that time, but I remember, you know, just I was still in school and, you know, I'd be up Monday nights just sitting on the edge of my couch because you don't know what's going to happen. And kayfabe was still sort of alive. Like it was, you know, I mean, kayfabe is totally dead now. There is no more kayfabe, but uh, it was still kind of there. The internet wasn't what it is now. So you didn't have quite as many dirt sheets or the, uh, you know, the, the podcast and the YouTubers and all that. So 
information didn't get around quite as good as it does now, and you really had no idea what was going to happen back then. You know, Billy? Well, the, the Monday Night Wars is definitely the death of kayfabe because both both WWE and WCW and even ECW to a certain degree almost use kayfabe as like a weapon against each other because you had the whole like people showing up on the same show, you know, the same night or like the next night or whatever, you know. So that kind of like eroded kayfabe a lot. I mean, Rick Rude was on all three programs in like 24 hours or whatever. Yeah, I remember that. You had uh, X Pac showing up on night or on on uh, Raw like the night after a WCW program. Um, <laughs> Wasn't it Rick Rude that brought the belt over? Who brought the belt over? Um, well, the first time anybody bought brought the belt over was Flair, but that was in like the early nineties. Um, Alundra Blaze brought a belt over. She brought the women's title and threw it in the trash can on yeah, Nitro. Yeah, maybe, maybe that was it. I remember there was a big Mike, moment where... I think Mike Awesome brought a belt over at one point. But, you know, the point we're trying to make here is it was crazy. You didn't know what was going to happen. And... uh you know, it was one of those things that, like, you know, us being in school when that was going on, you'd go to school and everybody's talking the next day about, man, did you see what happened last night? And, uh, you know, I'm sure everybody that was in the workforce, you know, I mean, it was a common thing. It was like a household thing. Everybody, you know, everybody knew who Stone Cold was. Everybody knew who The Rock was and then vice versa. Everybody knew who the NWO was. And um, then WWE bought WCW in what I think was probably the worst thing that could have ever happened to, uh, to wrestling. And it's, it was all right for a while. They had, they had a few year good years after that, but then, uh, you know, Vince is getting older and, uh, the, there's no competition. Things just kind of got stale. Like, like anything does when you've got no competition, why try? You know, there's no need. People are still going to watch regardless. Um, and WWE has kind of become more of a uh, sponsor pleaser than a fan pleaser. Um, but, you know, AEW, I don't, Billy, you're pretty good at like, Tell tell everybody who may not know, like, kind of how AEW came about, because you're going to say it better than I am. So the way AEW came about is we live in this world where, you know, like he was saying, in the Attitude era of, wrestling, era of wrestling, wrestling was massive. It was 20, you know, 10 million people were watching wrestling every week on Monday nights. Um, and it was huge. And then it's slowly, like, we got into the PG era, and the the crowd started, like, uh, getting smaller and smaller. And one of the big names of, and in WWE at the time, was Cody Rhodes. Well, Cody Rhodes was kind of not really being used the way he wanted to be used, so he was kind of burnt out and decided, I don't want to be in WWE anymore. 
and he leaves WWE. Very, it wasn't a, it wasn't like a bad breakup at the time. No. Up, he's leaving. Um, at the same time, the only really cool thing in wrestling at the time was was in New Japan Pro Wrestling. It was the the Bullet Club. So it was these um, non Japanese wrestlers in in Japan who had made this this counterculture kind of group. Um, Bullet Club was the Bullet number Club. one selling shirt at Hot Topic for like a year straight. Oh, it's it's still. I'm pretty sure it still is the number one selling shirt, shirt at Hot Topic. People still buy Bullet Club shirts because it's still that's it. Bullet Club is basically Bullet Club's still kind of around. It's it's. So, you had the Bullet Club, which um, originally was Finn Balor, uh, Tomatonga, Machine Gun Anderson, and Fat uh, Fale, and then they got they added a bunch of people. They added the new the Young Bucks. They added Kenny Omega. They added like anybody and everybody who was cool was in the Bullet Club. Well, then Finn Balor left. They got AJ Styles. That was really cool for a while. Uh, AJ Styles and Carl Anderson and uh, uh, who's the other big guy? Um, Gallows, Luke Gallows. Yeah, Gallows, Luke Gallows. They left and went to WWE. So that's when Kenny Omega took over Bullet Club, and it was still the coolest thing. And they formed the Elite, which was the Bullet Club Elite. It was uh, it was the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, and they started this YouTube web show called Being the Elite. Which, Which is, is hilarious, like, by the way. If you haven't seen it, look it up. It, it it started out as literally just them kind of like taking videos of themselves traveling all over the over the world and like with little snippets of wrestling thrown in. And now it's gotten to the point where they do skits and they have like storylines like on being the elite. So in the meantime, Cody Rhodes left WWE. He made like a basically like a bucket list of things he wanted to do once he left. WWE, and he's wrestling all these indie guys, and he's performing in all these different places. He joined New Japan Pro Wrestling. He joined the Bullet Club. He joined the Elite. Um, they had a big storyline in New Japan about who was going to be in charge, whether it was Kenny Omega or Cody Rhodes. Turns out they both got kicked out of the Bullet Club at like the same time, um, and that's when they they left New Japan and they decided to start their own wrestling company. And it was started out with uh, Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks. And um, they formed AEW. And at the time, nobody even knew what it was. Like, and it, it very, it formed very like organically and came out of like nowhere. And they, uh, so the other thing that happened was Dave Meltzer, who anybody doesn't know, Dave Meltzer is a writer for, um, what, what is the name of his freaking Wrestling Observer? Yeah, Wrestling Observer newsletter, right? So he 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 tweeted out one time that it, it was like the anniversary of the last time WCW had a had a live event that sold more than ten thousand tickets, and he basically said that no one else will ever do that besides WWE. And yeah. Cody Rhodes like commented on it and was like, "I'll take that bet." Hold my beer, and basically. So, yeah, basically hold my beer. And so they decided to do All In, which was the first. It wasn't even an AEW show at that point. It was a it was no. a Cody Rhodes show, and 
They did all in Chicago. They sold they sold out over ten thousand tickets in like two days or some shit. Like, no, in in four minutes. Under five oh, minutes. Wow. I, I think it was like four minutes and something. It sold out. I, I didn't think they, I didn't think for the all in show they did that fast. I know for Double or Nothing they did it that fast. Then all in was oh, no, no, like within. Right. One of them was in, in, within sold. thirty minutes. The other one was within five minutes. I think it was the. I think it was the all in was was within five minutes. They sold out the show. Uh, the only reason why Double or Nothing didn't sell out that fast was because they they did a weird thing where they pre announced tickets, and you could like sign up for the pre announced tickets, and then once they announced the tickets, all the pre announced people tried to buy the tickets to get the tickets at the same time, and it crashed the site for like half an yeah. hour. And that's why it took so long to sell it out. Yeah. But actually, but it's weird because uh, MSG was or uh, Double or Nothing wasn't even a sellout, so it's just weird because they because the first show was in Chicago at a Double or Nothing was a sellout. It did sell out. It, it, it was it wasn't it was it sold out the available tickets, but it wasn't a sellout because it was at Madison it was at Madison Square Garden, and they only they sold ten thousand five hundred tickets because that's the the amount the of hell are you talking available. about? It was at the MGM the Grand, the Grand Garden that's Arena. That's what it was. The MGM Grand. They sold out ten thousand something number of tickets. The, the MGM Grand holds more than that tickets, but that was the amount of tickets they had available that they made available. Because they were still selling tickets smart the day on up. their part. Because what they did was they they had a certain number. They're like, this is the number we think we can sell, so we'll have that many. And then if if there is more demand for them. We will expand for more tickets to be available, which was, like you said, it was smart. They sold out what they said they were going to sell, and then they also sold more tickets. They probably, in the long run, could have sold out the entire MGM Grand if they just announced the entire MGM Grand. But and you know, they had they the relationship wanna... with Bleacher Report Live, which is who sold the pay-per-views over two hundred thousand buys, which is like. More than anything WWE does other than WrestleMania, to put that on a scale for, for people that don't know. Um, right. But you're missing, right Right before Double or Nothing, it was announced, you know, are we leading up to Double or Nothing after All In, it was kind of known that Tony Khan, uh, who who is, but, you know, the son of... what. Because they did, they did all in. That sells out. First time a, a non WWE uh, live event has sold ten thousand tickets since WCW went away. So now they have all this, you know, media and everything. And that's when they hook up with Tony Khan, the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, whose family is richer than fucking shit. Worth six and he's billion a huge dollars. Wrestling fan. Yeah. B. That's I mean, a that's, B. That's, Six billion dollars. That's, uh, that's the estimated. That's the estimated worth of that family. They don't even know how much that family's actually worth. So that's like the uh, we we can we can safely say they're worth this, but it's probably more than that. Um. So they're so they have huge money. At the same time, so now they're starting. They're gonna they announce AEW, which is all elite wrestling, and they announce that they're gonna put on. Double or nothing at the MGM Grand in Vegas, huge event. Um, 
and that leads to all, and then they start signing all of these. Any any indie wrestler who's worth a damn has basically been linked to or signed with AEW since then, and that led into Double or Nothing, which is their was their their first pay per view officially as AEW. And then they announced yep. they have a TV deal with TNT, um, who used to put on the WCW shows. That they're going to have weekly television starting in the fall. Uh, I think is what they said. October. Yeah. So. So basically. Again, see, here's here's the thing. It it, it all is pointing to what's looking like another revolution in, in wrestling on our hands, another resurgence ever since WCW went away, there was really only one company that was able to get TV and to compete in the wrestling world. You need TV. You're only going to be, but so big if you don't have TV. So TNA got TV uh, and WWE had TV, new Japan sort of had TV, but same with ring of honor, but I don't really count that as credible TV. Um, you know, I'm talking major network primetime stuff. Um, well, now with AEW having not only the Khan family mom- money, they've got billionaire Ted, Ted Turner money. <laughs> no, they don't. When, what are yeah, you they talking do. about? Ted Turner TNT. has nothing to do with TNT anymore. Whatever. He started TNT. He's completely TNT. divested from TNT. It doesn't matter. He started that company. They (laughs) have billions of dollars, that company. Ted's always going to be the guy there. He started it. Major, (laughs) major backing. Why is that funny? They have billions (laughs) of dollars from both TNT and them. Yeah. Well, yes and no, they don't. They have major money from from the Khan family. TNT is not putting a lot of money into AEW. P- TNT is putting production into AEW. Which, oh, which that's is, where is the fine. big brunt is, though. That's the the yeah. advertising and the production. That's what they're going to get from TNT. That's well, where that, the that's, big that's costs the are. You don't have to get advertisers really because there's built-in advertiser structure through TNT. People are always will already want to advertise with TNT. And it's easier to attract advertisers to your product because it's not like you're only advertising on a wrestling show. You're advertising the whole week on TNT. So it's a package deal. Um, and the big thing, if you want to compete with WWE, you got to compete with, with their production. Because yeah. whatever, whatever, however good the wrestling or the writing is at WWE – the one thing you can never question is the production value of WWE is fantastic. Like yeah. it's always been fantastic. It and I got to really say good. double or nothing looked incredible. I mean, it looked like on par with WWE. I mean, it it, it looked fine. It looked it looked good. Like it didn't look on par with WWE. Cuz they didn't have the money that WWE had yet. To do all the shit that WWE does, as far as like production value wise, compared well, to, compared to every other like indie promotion or every other even I mean because even WCW, going back and watching like old WCW, 
WCW's production value was not good. Like, no. it wasn't great production value, which is always kind of what hurt it a little bit. Um, so AEW's production value was fine. Like, the whole, like, him with the sledgehammer destroying the throne didn't look that great. Like, if that had happened in WWE, it would have looked way better because they just know what they're doing. Um. And you, they have people who know what they've been doing it for so long. They know Billy, how to make things look good. For the listeners, Billy has been an AEW pessimist since day one. Has he not, Andy? That Andy, is absolutely true. Saying? He's been hating since day one. I've been uh, just <laughs> lying on the outside. And I, I've watched the uh, all the playback clips or whatever AEW afterwards because I was I had to see what it was all about and uh, I was impressed. I'll say yeah. that much. I was blown the fuck away. I mean, for their very first like major show ever, that was some impressive shit. And here's the thing that AEW has got going for them: people are sick of WWE. To the point that today it's coming out that reports that Vince McMahon is finally realizing, yeah, things are broken over here. But Vince is old. He's, you know, he he's earned everything he's got. Don't, don't get me wrong. Vince is probably the greatest mind in all of wrestling ever. But he's, he's needed to retire 15, 20 years ago. And... It's yeah. it's just becoming stale. People are getting sick of it. People are trying to get out of the contracts over there and go to WWE or go to AEW where you've got Chris Jericho and John Moxley. And I'm going to say it right now, CM Punk in August, I guarantee CM Punk is going to AEW. What do you think about that, Billy? Um, if he ever If he's ever going to go anywhere ever again, it's going to be there, and it has to be now. And that's going to be AEW is offering more that. money. You're with AEW, you're working less and you're making more. I mean, that's kind of what Punk wants. Oh, I believe Punk doesn't care about the money really at all. Because if he wanted the money, he would have gone to WWE a while ago. He like he likes who, who's there. He gets along well with everybody there still to do something again. Um, and I think he should go there. And I think they need him as much as he needs, as much as if he, well, they need him, they need him more than he needs them for sure. Because they need another person. You know who because, else I heard but, is going but, to AEW? Billy? Who? Better hope not. <laughs> you better hope not. That'll be the death nail. That's the nail in the coffin of AEW. <laughs> Eric Bischoff and Hollywood Hogan, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash are going to yeah. AEW. What are they going to buy? Hey, hey, That's the only way they're going to get into hey, AEW. Yo. <laughs> Me and Kev, we're in the back Here's and we're talking about WWE and all this. So we want you to know. We don't care. <laughs> here's, the, here's the thing, all right? They're about to start a TV show, a weekly TV show, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's when you find out how good your company really is. Because to put on a really weekly good. show, it's you really got to have good writers. you got to have good 
management, you got to have good performers. They got it all. They got Dean. They got uh, Dean Malenko. They got Arn Anderson. They got Billy Gunn. Who were working for the same shitty wrestling company that, that you hate, WWE. No, but so. they weren't happy over there. That's why they left. Yeah. Here's the thing. Who on that roster is going to carry the show? Okay? They got Kenny Omega. Yes. A-list yeah. all the way. Amazing. Uh, Chris Dean Ambrose. Ambrose. Yes. John Moxley. Amazing. A-list all the way. Ambrose. Uh, yeah. A-minus. Uh. B-plus, A-minus. Because the the stigma of him is like he, he was in WWE too long, so there's a lot of they're like, gonna they're gonna build stars. That's what they're gonna do. They're gonna make stars. That's, that's it's 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 much harder to build stars for a weekly show than it is for a one off or a once a month pay per view that people are super excited for. Yeah, but I mean, these guys gotta, got so much juice in them. I mean. I've never seen any company get this juiced up before. It even did shit. They didn't. They hadn't even done anything, and they were getting juiced up. You know, but now that they look, did look, and they pulled it off, it's momentum, so that's man. Three guys, three three guys can't can't carry a show. So then you got you got Cody Rhodes, who honestly, B. He's a B. He's a B player. He's he's not yeah, great. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. He had a great match at, at Double or Nothing. I watched it. That was probably the best match at Double or Nothing. Hell yeah, it was. Especially the ending. Yeah. That was great. But as far as, like, he's not great. Like, he's fine. The Young Bucks are a great tag team. Uh, and if they can keep, uh, you know, freaking the Lucha Bros or whatever, that's great, too. And that's a good core, but you got to have more than that. Like, nobody else on that show was I like, wow, I need to see this person again. Maybe Luchasaurus. Oh, he's Even great. Adam Page, Adam Page is like their next guy. I I'm bored with him. Like he he bores me. What about? And he's uh, gonna win their title. What about this guy? Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. My here's my thing is that so they had the twenty man battle royal, right? How did they not take the opportunity for major heel heat to have one of their heel wrestlers come out to CM Punk's music? Oh uh, well, I, I don't know, man. They prob they might not they might not have the rights to that song yet. You know, I thought about that. That's right. You can play. Yeah. You can play. Tw- you can play twenty seconds of a song, and you're, you don't. You don't break copyright. You just. You just play uh, the true, first. Still. Like, first ten seconds just to get the pop, and then you get the key. I don't know, man. I, I think, think the they probably would have had a riot if if they trolled fourteen thousand fans with that. I, it could have been bad. Could you imagine the news reports of, of a riot at your show? That would have been great. <laughs> no. That, oh, man. No, it's, it's, they would have lost that's not good thing is bad publicity. They have to behave that, to a certain degree now that they have TNT. You know, they, they've got some saving grace with TNT that they're PG-13 as opposed to WWE's PG. Yeah, which makes no sense why WWE's PG, because you can be... First of all, there's there's not I don't know why they say because you gotta sell bootios, no man. P- 
there's not a such thing as PG right. on on TV. Like like literally, you can do anything on TV. Like it, it, you can do anything you want on TV. It doesn't it doesn't cut your availability to network television. The only thing you can't do is curse live. Yeah, you can't drop f bombs. That's it. So what it's do you think? WWE. Yeah, you okay. go, yeah, what's the problem? What's the problem? From the mind of Billy, the AEW hater so, supreme. From from the mind of Billy is that WWE made all of its money in the the heyday of the marketing to uh, you know eighteen to thirty five year old males, and that's mm-hmm. all that advertisers cared about. That's all that selling things catered cared about. Then the year two thousand hit. And they realized, oh, wait, there's this huge market share of money that's not 18 to 35-year-old white guys. And so they were like, we want a bigger piece of that pie. So to get a bigger piece of that pie, we're going to not cater to 18 to 35-year-olds. Well, the only people who care about wrestling are 18 to 35-year-old white males. Like, just be your niche market. Like, know who your, who your audience is. And they're trying to grow an audience that they're never going to have. It's funny because there's more women who are interested in AEW than there are WWE. I think there's more people, period, that are interested in AEW than WWE has. Uh, not yet. Not yet. It's getting there. It, and it, with the uh, show, it probably will get there. I'm not a hater of AEW. Don't, don't get me wrong. I just When you get bombarded <laughs> with text messages every time AEW, AEW does something of two guys jerking off, it's really difficult to not blow black blow back against it, all right? Dude. So you are a wrestling <laughs> fan, even though you'll try to say, Oh man, I don't I don't watch that shit anymore. I don't watch wrestling. You're a wrestling I, I fan from way back. I am a wrestling fan and there's no wrestling Once, on TV anymore, so that, see what the fuck? Once a wrestling <laughs> fan, always a wrestling fan. I went hey, I went I, like Eight years without watching any WWE, but I still read the dirt sheets. I still knew what was going on in wrestling. I still do that. I still read everything. I watch more of my YouTube freaking recommended videos. It's all like people talking about wrestling. It's all cold. But you've lost the fire just like everybody else has lost the fire because wrestling has been shit for so long. Here's the best part of AEW is that they're going to start a show. It's probably going to be, I'm assuming, two hours to start. It's got to yeah. be. Yeah, they've already if said that. If they can't that. do an hour, an hour is too short to start a company. And they're not so doing three hours. Yeah, and we're gonna three get hours is too long. Wrestling matches. I might actually see an actual wrestling match in a two-hour show. There was a WWE, there was like Raw or one of, one of the two last week, where they spent an hour and a half before they had their first wrestling match. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, how is this a wrestling show? What about you spent an hour and a half video packages? What about the WWE super slowdown that happened in Saudi Arabia Friday? They paid dumbest thing ever. They paid Goldberg like two and a half million dollars for this match that he and Undertaker almost died in. It was the worst yeah. shit I've ever seen. They bought every single movie. He only had like and seven so, weeks to train. It was awful. Goldberg. And yeah. Goldberg supposedly I, I knocked himself out. Dead. When yeah. the Undertaker, when Goldberg tr- tried to give him the jackhammer, which he did not do, not I thought the Undertaker all. was dead. 
Um, yeah. But they didn't pay him that. The Saudis paid him that. <laughs> yeah. They made more money on that show than they made on any other. Uh, if you combine all their other pay-per-views combined, they made more money on that show than any other show. Saudi Arabia you pays know, them $10 million for each one. Yeah. Here's, here's think about that. $10 million, two and a half went to Goldberg. And I'm, I'm sure yeah. close to that went to Taker. Taker has yeah. to be close to that. Yeah. You're at half your budget right there. On that terrible ass match. And in their yeah, prime, I loved both of those guys, but oh my God, was that they painful. They, they don't, they, that's the most nailed in pay-per-view I've, or like event I've ever seen. WWE does not give a shit about that event. And, well, this is the other thing that's killing WWE. They launched the network, which at the time seemed like a great idea. And then it seemed like it was the stupidest idea because they weren't making any money. But then they made a ton of money off. They make a shit ton of money off the network. They make they make people subscribe to the network because they want to watch old matches from, you know, when they. When it was good. Yeah. The only reason I have it is to watch old WCW pay per views. Back in the day when wrestling was good, you had to build to a pay per view. Everything you were doing was to get people to buy a pay per view. So you had to make the pay per views good. And the pay-per-views felt special. Now, nobody buys the pay-per-views anymore. They just buy the network. Nobody yeah. wants to, Nobody's paying 50 bucks. Why would you pay 50 bucks when you could pay 10 and then cancel it as soon as the pay-per-view is over? So, like, they don't build to anything anymore. There's no there's, – there's, they're completely complacent, which hopefully now – the best thing that could happen from – AEW should make WWE great again. <laughs> or it should kill WWE. Well, supposedly WWE has a plan that the third hour is going to be like go to bed, little kids, attitude era coming back for the third hour. That's what they say. Fucking 11 o'clock at night or whatever. Yeah, who's watching the third hour Raw? It's so long. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, they've tried so many different things to make the third hour worth a damn, and it hasn't worked at all, so. There's yeah. such a huge drop off from hour two to hour three. Nobody watched the it, third hour. I think WWE's big problem is well, their creative first off is garbage. Um, and John Moxley's no. interview with Chris Jericho was very revealing of that. Their biggest problem they, is Vince McMahon. That's their biggest. Well, problem. yeah, obviously because he's ruined their creative team. Because nobody even wants if you imagine you're working for a show, right? You get hired for a show, any anything, like not even just wrestling. And they're like, hey, write us this, write us these storylines. And every time you write a storyline, they're like, no, we're not going to do that. Do this now. Or write specifically this specific thing that I want you to write. And you're like, but yeah, it's a creative job. Like, <laughs> that's why nobody well, AEW is going for more of a sports approach. There's going to be less stupid storylines and more action. Which I think is See, that's, what's that's, needed. You you can't, but it, it you can't it can't just be wrestling because nobody cares about wrestling. If wrestling well, they're going to shoot so promos good, and so stuff, good, but people will go watch like Greco Roman wrestling because that's really good wrestling. But nobody watches that. It is. Like no, but what they mean, I know what they mean by it is like if you turn on Raw, there's like 15 minutes of wrestling and 14 hours of bullshit. In terrible storylines. If AEW's smart, they'll try to look like UFC. 
where it's the 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 actual combat is legit. Not it's not gonna be legitimate because it's wrestling, but it's like it's that's the focus of the show is the actual combat, and then everything else is just like two guys talking shit on each other for like two seconds, and that's all you need to build it up. Like just go simple. We just need simple storylines. Hey, here's the guy you're gonna root for. Here's the guy you're gonna root against. And here's why you're going to yeah. root against them. Cool, that's all I need. Also, if I want to root for somebody, don't fucking, like, make me feel stupid for wanting to root for him. Or if I want to root for somebody, don't bury him because I wanted to root for him. Which WWE has yeah. done so many times. Well, that's, we need to wrap up the wrestling talk. Ego has really killed it. But to to end yeah. the wrestling talk, we gotta take our last music break. Then we're gonna come back and talk about uh, the the mass shooting. Um, before we get off, we're gonna bum everybody out, and then we're gonna get off air. But uh, nice. to to sum it up, does AEW become as big, if not bigger than WWE? Do they legitimately give them a run for their money and reignite? the passion for wrestling? I think so. Andy, what do you think? I think so. I mean, again, you need comp- competition to drive progress. And what better way to do it than with a good product that we are looking at here with AEW? Billy, Mr. Pessimist. I think so, yes. I think so, yes. Ah, they have the money in the infrastructure to do it. Look at that. We we get some positivity towards AEW. Out of Billy. Yeah. It's about damn time. You better record that clip. I'm never oh, yeah, we're going to pull that clip. Anytime, <laughs> anytime you say anything negative about AEW, I'm going to pull that clip now. Um, <laughs> we're going to take our last music break. We'll be right back. Uh, we're going to play a song from Sinister X. Uh, get you guys fired up. We, we got, you know, a re- revival in wrestling, and we got a revival in Sinister X. So we're going to play a little song. When This song went number two in Australia. How crazy is that, man? We need an Australian tour. We need to go tour Australia fucking kangaroos, you know? That's the only reason and I want to go. koala really. bears. Yeah, koala yeah. bears <laughs> and kangaroos. Um, I saw, by the way, speaking of a koala bear, I saw a video on Facebook. And it said, uh, the caption was, I don't know what the fuck I thought it sounded like, but it sure as hell wasn't that. It's a koala bear. What they actually sound like. Check that uh, out. It's pretty funny. Yeah. yeah. So here's Six Feet Down. Do you, do you think maybe the Six Feet Down, Down Under, do you think maybe that's why that song went? I don't know. Yeah, it's possible. You never know. Australians must have some issues. If that song went number two, but <laughs> here it is, Sinister X, six feet down. We'll be right back. Online and on the go on your mobile phone. We're the internet's best choice. Dead Air Nation. Taking deafness to the blind side They can feel the thoughts now unspoken The waves have shattered
Sinister X yeah. with six feet down. Ooh, I God, I can't wait to play the new music for everybody. Can't yeah. wait for everybody to hear the the single off the new album. Man, what's it called? It it's called uh, Fuck no, Yourself, Billy. Billy. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Billy's a Hater. By Sinister That's a good name for a song. <laughs> Yeah, oh man, I just can't say anything about it right now. But uh, you know, it's it's fully written, it's demoed, it's uh, it's a banger for sure. I like this song is it's big, very big. Um, I can't wait. But soon enough, soon enough, we're definitely doing a music video for it. Um, and uh, I'll give everybody a little spoiler about that. It's gonna be more of a serious kind of tone than Stranded in Hell was when we did that video. Uh, I've always had a problem with Stranded in Hell, kind of how it came out. It came out a little campy, a little B-side-y to me. It wasn't supposed to, but, you know, there's some things. and Yeah. Um, 
this is going to be more more in your face uh you know <laughs> it's it, it packs a punch um so hopefully we do a video that does it justice what do you think andy i think we will you know i mean it's you know you no one could have predicted that we were going to have you know issues with the uh producer of the previous video the week before we were supposed to shoot it so you know, for what we had to work with, we definitely hey. made most of it, and it was still well-received, you know? And Tyson Bember, who directed Stranded in Hell, that was his first music video at that time, and he did a fantastic job. Oh, but absolutely. There was, a, there was a lot of things at play, and the fact that we were able to actually get the video filmed at all when we did, like, if everybody knew what was going on and we were able to talk about that like it's crazy but we we yeah. pulled it off and uh i think we delivered yeah. you know the best product we could have um yeah i can't say enough great things about what tyson did for us you know it was greatly appreciated yep so billy since you're the uh you're the pessimist here you want to <laughs> kick off kick off the wow the next but I mean, I mean, you're the hater, you know. You're the, you're the Debbie Downer of the I, bunch. So go I ahead and completely jack off to uh, AEW. I'm a hater. Good to know. All right. Uh, Those are the rules. Apparently, I didn't apparently make that's a, sounds about right. That's that's the usual, Mister Sinister. If you're not masturbating to something, you clearly hate it. Um, yep. So, without that being with that being said, so. Um, as I'm sure everyone knows now, um, recently here in Virginia Beach, we had a uh, an incident at uh, one of our local municipal buildings uh, where a armed gunman entered the building and uh, opened fire, um, taking the lives of 11, 11 people, 12 people? 12, 12 people. 12 people. Um, It was a crazy event. Um, It was fucking whack, like wacko. Like, I'm not, everybody may not know this, but uh, Mr. Sinister and I, I still do, but Mr. Sinister and I used to be neighbors. And we live literally like five to 10 minutes away from where this took place. Um, It was. It was a very weird thing, like, because the way you typically a lot of times these things, like, as it happens, like, they're already reporting on things and, like, they know a lot of stuff. This one was very weird. They didn't, um, there were a lot of, like, contradictory reports and, like, what was going on. Everything was shut down around here for most of the day. At one point, they reported that people died, and they said, no, like, six people went to the hospital, and then they came, and then all of a sudden, it was like, 12 people are dead, and it was very, like, like, what in the world is going on? Nobody really knew what was going on. Um, I didn't even get an alert, which typically, on when, like, you get an alert on your phone, like, you know, yeah. shit's going down. Um, I didn't get an alert on my phone. I, I found everything out, like, third hand. Um, like somebody was like, "Oh yeah, there's a there's an active shooter going on," and I'm thinking like, "Oh, in like Texas or fucking Florida," 
And yeah, like, nowhere yeah, near. It's like down, <laughs> down the street. The street. <laughs> like, what the fuck? So, apparently, the the moron in question, the complete sack of shit in question, um, had lost his job, I think they said, like the previous day. No, that was, the, I guess, that details changed that scenario, but he was like, he'd put in his two weeks and he had had violent altercations at work and then disciplinary problems prior to, but it was yeah. not that he was fired and that caused it. So like that changed like a couple of days later. They yeah. Again, information like on lots what was of going contradictory on. reports. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he came in and shot the place up cause he's a fucking complete human piece of sh- garbage. So I feel like this is just becoming like a, uh, it's like common to turn on the TV and you see one of these mass shootings somewhere. I mean, Chesapeake was in the news like the week before eight people shot at a house party and, you know, I mean, all across the country, these shootings and it's, it's, I don't really know what it is. We're completely numb to it now because I remember, so the first, the first ever event I remember, um, like huge event was the Oklahoma city bombing. Like, yeah. and that was, like yeah. came home from school and like shit stopped. Everything stopped. And then we had like nine 11 and that was a huge event, but even like shooting, like I Columbine. Columbine, uh, Columbine yeah. like, yeah, nobody did anything. Even people who weren't like, everybody watched their the news. Cause that was like what you did. Like you got all your news from the television. So you had to go to a television to find it. And people would go to watch it on the TV. And then between the fact that they happen all the time and the fact that we can see everything on our phone, like, it's almost like a blip. And, like, I, I'm, I'm numb to it. Because literally, they're talking about an active shooter in Virginia Beach, and it just was, like, part of my day. I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to the courthouse today. Like, I have a friend who's a paralegal. She was in the courthouse, which is, like, it's, that, that building's not – next to where it happened but it's in the same complex for anybody who doesn't know um and she was like so i was worried about her but once i found out she was okay that was like just another blip in my day like we, we're completely numb to it as a society but it's also how we just divest uh digest news now like i think people so, are like, just so disconnected from reality now i think that's what the root of it is is everybody lives in some other kind of reality, which is what they're watching on TV, movies, video games, whatever. They're just, they live their lives too attached to phones and, you know, social media. And it's like, I, I don't know, man, like doing something just terrible like that just doesn't even seem like there's any gravity to it to them. I don't, I don't get it. Well, then the other thing is, so, like, we hear the story, we hear what's going on, and we, we finally find out 12 people died. And literally, it's like, a, like my immediate reaction was, oh, so it wasn't that bad. And wow. I'm like, and then I think, I'm like, that's the world we live in, that if, like, 12 people get shot, it's like, oh, cool, well, at least it wasn't, like, 30, or at least it wasn't 100, like, because we've seen 30 and 100, and it's like, no, 12 people getting shot is fucking horrible, like. Yeah. It's, it's, and it's, I don't it's think crazy. it's like 
everybody always tries to turn it immediately into it's a political thing or gun control. Da 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 da. da. It's not that. Yeah. It's none of that. It has nothing to do with any of that. It, I mean, it's a mental health crisis in this country, is what I think. I think our health care system and our mental health system is so completely fucked that these people who this could all be prevented, they're not getting the treatment they need. They're not. Nobody's knowing. And, and, you know, like when you see these red flags because everybody's become so desensitized, nobody thinks, hey, maybe I need to, like, call somebody about this dude because he's fucked up. They don't even think about that because it's just, you know, hey, it's whatever. Everybody's fucked up now. And, uh, yeah. you know, because everybody's just so disconnected. And, the, and you know, the, the media, I blame the media for a lot of stuff because, you know, they get their shit. They're the biggest trolls there are. You talk about internet trolls. The media are a bunch of trolls because they get their shits and giggles off of uh, all the terrible stuff, you know. I mean, it's like you never hear about... Somebody just did the most amazing thing ever. It's no, uh, two shot dead, blah, blah, blah. You know, that's what it's sensationalized. And, you know, people want to see terrible stuff. And, you know. Well, that's that's the thing. That's, I, you can play, we can, the media definitely plays a part in it. But the media, you know, caters to it, to its audience. And if they, you know, nobody cares if somebody does something good. Nobody yeah. even cares if something does something bad. They only care if it's like something horrible. So they have to sensationalize everything. And then now we're to the point where everything gets so sensationalized, and then we find out the real story. We're like, oh, well, that was fake. So now anytime they say any story, we're just like, well, this is just not right. So I'll wait to hear the real story. Like, it's it's crazy. And then also the, the fact that, like, Everything has to be reported like immediately. It's not. It's not. Let's get the. Yeah, story nobody waits right. for details. To, we got to yeah. So everything is so fast. They don't even care if it's right. It's better to be first than to be right. Which, unfortunately, that's the world we live in. And I'm 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 disconnected right now. I'm talking about it. I'm texting. Somebody work-related stuff. <laughs> In the middle of you talking about this, you know, yeah, it's, it's going it's we're, we're too connected. I hate it. I mean, I'll be honest. I I think about it at times that I'm like, really wish we could go back to as great as the internet is. I mean, humanity was made You're suffering because of it. <laughs> to, to humanity, you know, the human race is here to survive and they're going to do bad things they're going to do good things but you know it's human nature that there's going to be bad apples in the bunch but before you had the internet and all that you kind of you didn't really experience a lot of that like i i know me growing up man i i kind of lived in a bubble that i didn't realize that the world was quite as fucked up until i got a little bit older and got out of that bubble and i'm like damn People are mean. People are dicks out here, you know? And yeah. it's, it's just like it's it's commonplace, but it's so easy for, for that to happen. And it's kind of hard. You know, sometimes I got to, like, not look at Facebook and shit because it'll, it'll really get you down if you really start paying attention to it. And you realize, wow, what is wrong? I mean, 
I've got quite a lot of friends on my, my Facebook. I know a good portion of them, but there's a lot of people that are on there that just know me because I'm a known entertainer. I don't know who they are, and I see some of their stuff, and I'm just like, holy shit, if this is the future of the country, we are fucked, you know? I The, the internet does a lot of good things, but I, I part of me wishes that we could go back to before it happened, and we could all live in our own little happy worlds, and, you know, you didn't, you weren't exposed to as much, you know? Well, it's, it's funny, because, like, um, you know, you said, like, it's humanity, and people are dicks. And it, people have always been dicks, but before to be a dick on like outside of your own self, it took an effort. Nowadays, to be a dick, you could be a dick on the internet without making any effort at all. I was talking to somebody the other day because they recently announced um, who's going to be the new Batman. Yeah. And that's always like a big thing, a big deal. And so they announced it, and of course, like everybody hates the choice. And no, I'm for it. I think it's cool. I think he's the best choice. Oh, I think choice. it's great. Uh, but again, there's always a backlash to it. And I was talking to somebody who's like older than I am, and I was like, "Has there has hasn't there always been a backlash to Batman?" I'm, I'm like, "Except for maybe Michael Keaton." I'm like, "That's the only one I can think of where maybe there wasn't." And he's like, "Oh no, 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 there was a backlash for Keaton." To Michael Keaton, like people yeah. were writing in letters to, to the like to the studio, and I'm like, "Well, that's I have more respect for that because that took an effort, like." You had yeah. to, like, write a letter. Yeah. You had to get right. an envelope. You had to find the address to fucking whatever studio it was. Mail it, you know? So you had to think about it before you fucking just did it. Now you can just go on the internet and fucking... Send Everybody has a voice Look at us with this yeah, show. Is, when we which, started doing this show, if we, if we wanted... We've got a voice, and, you know, there was a point where we used to have about 20,000 listeners a, n- a night... If we wanted to influence people for the worse, we could do a lot of damage, you know? Thankfully, we did we're not trying you to know? influence people for the worse? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Newsflash. No. I just we're the good a guys. bad guy on stage. I'm not really a bad guy. You know, it's our, that's a good point right there, too. Some people aren't able to disconnect. They see the bad guys on TV, and they're like, Oh, I want to be like that. Well, no, he's not a bad guy. He's just acting like a bad guy. You know, it's acting. It's entertainment. You know, people can't. You, Billy, you remember I mean, when you would come see me wrestling, there were people in the crowd who really thought I was a super villain, and they were like, who oh, fuck yeah. that guy? He's evil. He's the best. I'm like, Jesus, do they not know <laughs> that I'm acting? But the biggest <laughs> thing is people don't edit themselves anymore at all. Like, because it's like, when you're talking to somebody and you say something stupid and you're like, wow, that was stupid. I wish I could have thought about it. Like that's the internet now. Like there's not, there's no filter anymore. People just type shit and just hit enter. There's been so many times where I've been like Facebook or Twitter or wherever and I'll type something out and then I'll go back and read it. And I'm like, wow, I sound like a real dickhead. Not going to send that. Like, like just, just think about what you're typing people. Like, and then there's we just gotta, so many people who just do it to get a rise out of people. We gotta leave yeah, it the on this note. We're out of time. Uh, they're about to cut us off, so we gotta let's to wrap it up. Be good to each other. Don't be dicks. Everybody, be nice to yeah. each other. Do good things. Focus yeah. your energy on positive things, and it will grant positive results. Take it from me. I was a real negative pessimist for a lot of my life. 
and I decided to be positive. And you know what happens when you're positive? Positive things happen. That's what will fix right. the world. That's what will fix any problem you're having. Think positively, and you can get through it. I guarantee it. And if it doesn't work, come talk to me. I'd be more than happy to help you. But we got to go. We'll be back. We'll Sometime. be back again this summer for sure. I guarantee it. We're going to be yeah. better about it. I, I'm going to give you that. We'll be better, and you be better, people. Okay? We'll see you. Later. Online and on the go on your mobile phone. We're the Internet's best choice. Dead Air Nation.